Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bros, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast, a dental advice show. I am Joshua Austin. And I am Lance Timmerman. I was going to open the show with a British accent, oh. Lance, and I just couldn't bring myself to do it. <laughs> just couldn't bring myself to do it. Uh, it's too bad. Too bad. You had your chance. Just got back from uh, from London last night. Nice. Had a weird deal. Uh, had to, you know, like go to Europe and then come back without Andrea, which, uh-huh. was, which was weird. Um, kind of hiding the body? That kind of... Had to put her on a plane no. to Africa. Oh, okay. So which was weird. She's out of Africa? or <laughs> Yes, exactly. I, I, what I'm hoping is, is uh, when she... You know how... Um, like elevator music, uh-huh. you know, that just sort of background yeah. music that's kind of in businesses. I'm hoping that everywhere she goes when she's in Ethiopia, uh-huh. just in the background, playing at a low decibel level is... I think it's a requirement, ev- isn't it? Yeah, I just feel like that should be everywhere in Africa, should just be playing Toto. At the very least, the airports. Africa. When, when people yeah, land. airports, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like there should be uh, every radio station is just required to play, uh-huh. I don't know, 14 to 16 hour rock blocks of uh-huh. Toto Africa. Just And, and yeah. now there's all these different versions. Yeah, we got all the covers. To all the so, different versions. Yeah. yeah, so it's like you have like a radio station of just Africa. You really could. Which would be awesome. So she's lucky I didn't go with her because I literally would just be singing that song everywhere. Yeah, uh, she'd be the entire. They would ask me to leave. Oh, yeah, the and she'd be vomiting like all the time. Everyone would be. Yep. Yeah, everyone would be. Yeah. Um, London's pretty great. Yeah. It's a pretty great city. It's awesome. It really is. It's it's kind of a nicer New York. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, obviously, you know, I wasn't, you know, like the, the we did a Jack the Ripper tour, so we nice. went to Whitechapel, uh-huh. which which I guess used to be like the garbage part of town, uh-huh. but apparently it's all, it's like Brooklyn. It's super hipster now. Yeah. It's super expensive to live there. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. We didn't go to any of the uh, as as the British would say dodgy parts of London. Uh-huh. We were all in like Westminster and and uh, yeah, that's good. Knightsbridge and Piccadilly Circus and awesome. You know Leicester Square, all those places that like tourists go. Sure, but man, dude, it's a sweet city. It really is. It really is. We keep. I have a few ops. Go ahead. We keep going for. Uh, hold on, my wife's cooking. Can you hear the beeps? I can. She set off the fire alarm. <laughs> yeah. You, we got to leave this in. This is so great. <laughs> we're, we're 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 back uh, eating a uh, certain specific diet, and uh, um, is the burn diet <laughs> apparently <laughs> a well done diet? Uh huh. I love this. This is. I'm glad it's not just me. That's the thing. Like she's. I'm. I'm sure she's been cooking for many years. Oh yeah. yeah. She's. She's super awesome. And she's probably pissed that I'm like. I love uh, it. <laughs> like down there helping. Holly, we love you. It's gonna be okay. It sounds like she has it under yeah, control well, now. For now. We gotta leave this in. It's so good. Um, uh, I so I have a few observations about London, okay. and I thought maybe you could yeah. you could go for them because I have a feeling you've been there a few times. 
Uh, just because you're you're more Europe experienced well, <laughs> than I am. I of all the I've been to Europe so many times, and I've only been to London once. Okay, yeah. all right. I've been to Europe. I've been to London a few times. This was the only time I've left the airport. Let me. Put oh, it that okay, way. yeah. So, first thing, British food is terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you have any? Haggis? I, I I say all the time on this show, British people are just better than we uh-huh. are. For the most part, I feel like that's true, except for this. <laughs> so terrible. Really? Because I've really enjoyed the the culinary endeavors that I've had when I've been there. Uh, okay. What did you have? What What was so... All right. Well, let's uh, okay. let's start with an English breakfast. Yeah, which is... Well, I guess it depends where you went, because we were at a... Is it really? Is it awesome? I loved mine. Okay. So let's talk about the components of an English okay. breakfast. Eggs. Poached. Right? Scrambled eggs. Poached. Gotta be poached. Poached. Okay, poached. Okay, uh-huh. cool. I'm cool with that. No problem. Yeah. And the sausage, no problem. Yes. Then it starts to get a little wonky. Okay. Beans. Like baked beans, uh-huh. whatever at breakfast is weird. Okay. I'm I'm out. They did I like I'm just I don't love beans. I don't love legumes. Okay. It's not my favorite thing. Right. So I'm out on beans. All right. About- Their bacon is not bacon. Their bacon is wet. Yeah, it's a it's a wet ham thing. <laughs> if bacon were mucus <laughs> That's what <laughs> British bacon would be. And it's not the right shape. Yeah, but did you have it with brown sauce? What is brown sauce? Is it fish sauce? It's, what is it's it? It's that sauce that is brown colored. <laughs> I did not have it with okay. that. Okay. You missed out. It's really good. Um, I see, And I don't love tomatoes. Okay. If I get tomato. a burger or something, yeah. If I have a burger or something, uh-huh. I, I say no tomatoes. Uh-huh. So now that that's a big part of the English breakfast. Yeah, so yeah. like I'm cool with the eggs and sausage and then it goes off the rails. And then you got your crumpet and then you've got, uh, yeah, or scone, whatever, okay. you know, that yeah. I'm cool with that. It's basically a biscuit sure. is what it is. Yep. Like it's a fancy ass biscuit. It is. Um, and then it's, we really go off the rails. Some yogurt. With something and, called black pudding. Yeah. That, uh, I, I avoided that one. Which I immediately assumed had to have something to do with a pudding pop. Wrong. Wrong. It's nothing to do with Bill Cosby or Pudding Pop, <laughs> Black Pudding. No Pudding Pudding Pop. <laughs> Bill Cosby may have made some Black Pudding in his life uh-huh. when I read this. Black Pudding is a type of blood sausage yeah. originating in the United Kingdom and Ireland. It is made from pork blood with pork fat uh, or beef suet, sway. Sure. Beef sway, sweat. Uh-huh. I don't know how you say that. And a cereal, usually oatmeal. Oat groats or barley groats. <laughs> That's all. There's nothing good about that. Well, I've had better. Yes, everybody <laughs> has. Like the, the, first uh-huh. off, it's not pudding. No. Why are we calling it pudding? No. Do we have to call everything pudding? They they call a lot of things pudding. That's the thing. Like, calm down with the pudding. I mean, a figgy pudding is a cake. Right. It's like what I don't understand. I don't Just every, you can call everything pudding. Something like that. Yeah. Very strange people. Strange people. Yeah. Um, so I'm out on that. We went to a Michelin-rated restaurant oh. um, that served British food. Uh, a, a famous British chef. Mm. Um, his name was um, Fergus. Oh, God. I know, I, I'm, I'm going to lose the name of it. Mm. Um, uh, it's, one of Brit- it's one of Britain's most famous chefs. Huh. Um, and so we go to this place. And it's this super cool, swanky, 
like converted loft space. Like it's, I mean, it's straight out of like Williamsburg, Brooklyn, huh, right? Like okay. just the, the hipsterist hipsterish shit you'll ever find. Okay. Right. Um, yeah. What's this guy's name? Fergus something. Fergal Sharky. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I can't. For, he just goes by Fergus on the website. Uh, Fergus Henderson is his name. Okay. Um, and he is like one of Britain's most acclaimed chefs. All right. So we get there and look at the menu, and it's what they call like a snout-to-tail restaurant. Huh. Cool, like, you know, green, conservative, right. you know, or conservation-focused, yeah. like, you know, trying to, to be like the Native Americans and, and use every part of the buffalo kind of thing. Okay. So I'm looking at the menu, and Andrea orders like a, a lemon sole, um, mm. which is a fish, right? Yeah. But it comes out the entire damn fish, <laughs> head, uh-huh. guts, yeah, e- like everything, whole thing. Oh, they, just, they don't they, clean, I mean, they, they don't clean it, so you got the. Guts. I mean, there was like there was still stuff in there. Now I think it was strategically left stuff. Okay, so like there weren't intestines or anything like that, but there was stuff in it, huh. um, which you wouldn't find here, no. right? Like we're used to getting a fillet of salmon, yeah. not getting like all of it. Yeah, right? yeah. So, that was tough. Bones everywhere. Having to deal with that. The flavor was fine, but pretty bland. Um, and listen, I, I ordered a dish, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to say the name of it. Okay. Okay. All right. They say there's different names of things in in Britain okay. that are offensive here that aren't offensive there, and vice versa. Right. Like spotted and dick. So. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is exactly that same kind of uh-huh. thing. So please, like, I don't want some company that I've been sponsored by getting pissed off at this. Right. I don't need okay. some other Yahoo getting pissed at this. I'm just going to say what was on the menu. Okay. I ordered lamb faggots. Huh. And I'm just reading this from Wikipedia. Faggots are meatballs made from minced offcuts and... Ophal, especially pork, together with herbs, flavoring, and sometimes added breadcrumbs. Huh. It's a traditional dish in United Kingdom, especially South and Mid Wales and English Midlands. I'll be darned. So they're like meatballs made out of uh, off cuts and awful ophal. Um, usually means like organy meats. Okay. Um, All right. Heart, liver, kidney, that kind of stuff. They were fine. Okay. They tasted like lamb meatballs is what they tasted like. But I did get to say faggots about 15 times over dinner. Yeah. Would you like to try these faggots? (laughs) How are the faggots? Um, I think I like faggots. (laughs) Which which Andrea loved. Uh, She was delighted, obviously, Uh by this. Oh, I'm clear. I'm Um, sure. (laughs) This was by far the worst Michelin-rated meal I've ever had. Huh. Okay. Like by a million fold. It was so bad. Um, fish and chips, uh-huh. cool. Yeah. Like, all right, Brits, you got that. I'm good with sure. that. I, I don't need eel. I don't need kidney pie. Right. I don't need black pudding. I don't need faggots. Um, I, I don't need any of it, to be honest with you. Like, all of your food is terrible, <laughs> and you should, <laughs> you should all be ashamed of yourselves. Huh. Oh, so bad. It's amazing they don't have more uh, just malnourishment diseases things because of the diet that scurvy yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah things like that uh, not a lot of vegetables okay um, not a lot of fruits we did have high tea at Harrods good good which was a delight it was great cool. it was amazing right. I mean I'm not a, I'm not like a, a tea guy but but you know well I got I just asked hey. you know you go and there's like a tea sommelier when in Rome you know 
Yeah, exactly. And I was like, he was like, what kind of tea do you want? I said, just bring me like the most British tea possible. Yeah, uh, tet- like if, <laughs> yeah, if, 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 if you have any, Queen you have Victoria, <laughs> yeah, if Queen Victoria were here blowing Austin Powers, <laughs> what would they be drinking? Bring me that tea. Like that's the one I want. Um, do they have, and then, do they you know, do iced tea there? No, no, yeah, no. What the reaction no. would be? I'd like uh, Lipton. <laughs> yeah. Get a Lipton's. Get a little Lipton's. A uh, little squeeze of lime uh-huh. in it. Uh, maybe a half and half. Arnold Palmer. You guys know who that is. Uh, um, That'd be sweet. So, but so they bring out the whole sandwiches. Uh-huh. Those are all a delight. Those are good. Yeah. And then and then the the pastries after that all all really great. Nice. All stuff from from Great British Baking Show. Nice. Um, uh, a Bakewell uh, Cherry Bakewell. Um, trying to think what else um w- was on that, but uh, all, all great. So, so tea was great. That was probably the best thing that we had meal wise. Had some uh, Welsh rare bit, huh? Which is just cheese toast. I don't know why they can't just call it cheese toast. Uh, right. It's just cheese on toast. Okay, that's Welsh rare bit. Um, which just like these people just make the craziest names for shit. I guess. Um. So yeah. Uh, it, it was an interesting deal. Uh, dropped a, a fair amount of uh, poundage at Burberry. Okay. And dropped a fair amount of poundage at Harrods. As you should. Yeah, which is, uh, you know, is an experience. Harrods is a... Is a I w- I, I'm trying to think of a comparable place to Harrods in the United States, and we really don't have Not one. really, no. You can say like Neiman Marcus or something like that, sure. but it's like they just have so much more stuff and it's so much bigger. Yeah, so I, think of like the biggest Neiman Marcus in the world or the biggest Nordstrom in the world yeah. and multiply it by like five. Yeah. And that's Harrods. For sure. Pretty crazy. Um, one thing I did notice, and tell me if you've noticed this, and this just may be a European thing. You can probably help me okay. out with that. Yeah. I didn't notice it as much in Rome as I did in London, okay. uh, which are the last couple of European places I've been. Um, five o'clock comes, four thirty comes, uh-huh. anywhere between four thirty and oh, I don't know, one a.m. And there's just lots of dudes standing on the street drinking. Any pub, uh, there's just three hundred people outside of it, just standing on the street drinking. Yeah, actually, when I think of when we were in London, yeah, we saw that a lot. It's just everywhere. Uh-huh. So I, I want to know sort of what happens. Like, what you get off work and you're just like, oh, I'm just going to go like go to happy hour. That's their happy hour. But it seems like it turns into. Happy evening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happy five hours. Yeah. Happy seven hours. Um, something like that. Like it just, and every night we were there, uh, Thursday night, uh-huh. Thursday night was that way. Friday night was that way. Saturday night was that way. Like every single night yeah. that we were there was this mass congregate and every pub. It wasn't just one like, oh, that's the cool one. Uh-huh. It was every one of them yeah. had at least 50 to 60 people outside you know yeah we were just drinking we were in soho uh uh, quite a bit in the evening so we just kind of attributed well we're in soho but maybe it's um, ubiquitous london i don't know i i think it is at least maybe in business districts or whatever i feel like we need to adopt that i feel like that's we need to get on that corner of just like forget going home Forget family, forget any of that stuff. Like, let's just meet up with our boys and get pounded every single day. That's, you know, a worthy goal. Worthy goal for sure. Sounds great. I know that, so they are, I know that like in, in France and, and, and other cities I've been to, the, the living accommodations are pretty tight. And so you kind of don't want to go home. And I guess that's it, right? Yeah, you just don't want to go home. Yeah. 
Man, that part I was in on. Yeah. Um, it's it's just a super cool city. Yeah. I'm now obsessed. I would love to get a right driving car and, and bring it back <laughs> oh to God. the United States. So I just think it'd be so cool. I, like you're driving down the street and have everybody look at you and be like, oh, you're driving from the passenger yeah. side. That'd be that'd be so cool. The first time I was there, I I, I was a I was cheap with my rental. Guess what cheap rental means? Stick shift. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> So you're shifting with a hand uh-huh. that you're not used to oh, shifting. Oh God, with. it was so. We called. I think they call that the stranger. Okay, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> All I know is I had to get, rev it up to get extra momentum, so I had enough. Uh, get a little going, <laughs> so I could take the time to find where the next gear was. And uh... good for you for driving. I would never, like, I would never drive in another country. Oh, it was quite the, quite the adventure. That'd be fun, though. It'd be yeah. fun. But the last time I was there, I, I definitely made sure I paid for the upgrade to get an automatic. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to imagine what I would do because I've just, I can drive a stick shift. Uh-huh. It's been a while since I have, uh-huh. but I could do it. You give me about five or 10 minutes, I could figure it out again. But that would be a, a left driving stick shift. I'm not sure yeah. that I could readapt to driving a stick shift and have to do it with my other hand. It was weird, but yeah, super interesting. Um, they drive like bats out of hell. And then there's I mean, that. It's, it's e- even worse than Manhattan. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's crazy. So uh, I found that that interesting. I, I did see a, uh, a Audi SQ7, uh-huh. which is I have an SQ5, uh-huh. which is like this supercharged turbocharged Q5 okay. with the sports package and all that stuff on uh-huh. it. And and I really wanted a Q and I really wanted an SQ7, but they don't sell that in the United States. Huh. So I'm looking at Audi USA website whenever I was shopping for cars and just couldn't find. You know, the only the only Q7s I could find were just sort of like the typical Q7, uh-huh. you know, no sports package on them, any of that stuff. And so we're crossing the street in London and I see an SQ7. Uh-huh. And so I look it up and it's like Europe only. Uh-huh. So now I've just been like, oh, I got to I got to figure There's out. There's got to be a way. It. I talked to my friend David, uh-huh. who uh, is my best friend from high school, super into cars. And he was like, man, it's it's super easy to get a car imported from Europe if it's over 25 years old because it counts as a vintage car. Oh. So you can basically do any... It's super easy. It's like a $300 fee hmm. to whatever uh, state that you live in and, it, and it's done. But if it's a new car, it's really difficult. It has to go through all these emissions tests mm. and whatnot. He says it takes months to get it done. So mm. I don't know. I, I, just say, I just think it'd be super cool to have a right driver. Oh, yeah. And then I was thinking about it. Like, it'd be great until I need to get cash and go through a drive-thru ATM <laughs> or like <laughs> go drive through Whataburger. Yeah. And and yeah. <laughs> and I'm on the wrong side of the car. You're yelling that into sucks. the into the microphone. <laughs> that part of it would really yeah. suck. But other than that, it would be cool. Yeah. Maybe make me lose weight because I wouldn't go through drive. Yeah, yeah. I, there's probably that. Yeah, I would I would go home and I would prepare myself <laughs> a beautiful meal of lamb faggots. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, Lance. This is an advice show. A really bad one. We answer your questions. We answer questions we find in all those neat little dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit! We strive to help dentists and dental team members with our own unique brand of advice. So please, we need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. Now, we don't want just any question, do we, Lance? Not this week. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like, what's the best breakfast food ever? (laughs) Because we all know that black pudding is the best breakfast food <laughs> of all time. We want the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. You think Gordon Christensen has ever had black pudding? I bet he has. You think? Sure. He travels all over. I'm sure he was. You know, does not want to offend the host, and was served. 
Mm. I could see that. I have a feeling Gordon doesn't care about offending anybody. Mm. Well, he's at that age now where, yeah. <laughs> From the time I've spent with Gordon, <laughs> he sure didn't mind offending people when I've heard him speak. Uh-huh. So I don't know. Yeah. If if anybody sees Gordon Christensen, ask him if he's ever had black pudding. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Listener Jimmy asks, is it okay to Seattle protocol an assistant because she drops stuff too often? Fortunately, this particular assistant is not my main assistant. She's fine clinically, and she has a really good personality. Her main flaw is being clumsy. It seems like during almost every procedure, she drops something. It might be a composite instrument or a mirror, but sometimes it's the expensive stuff, like my curing light or my DEXA sensor. Thankfully, nothing has been broken yet. I have mentioned to be careful with the curing light multiple times because she has dropped it no less than five times. Ooh. It's a $4,000 curing light. I didn't buy it. It came with the practice. The DEXA sensor is close to $10,000. I'm just waiting for her to drop and break my trios. Aside from the cost of items being dropped, it's a bad look for the practice when the patient hears instruments falling on the ground behind their head. How can I get her to stop dropping shit? Or do I just need to let her go? Yeah, that's that's a conundrum. Do you have or have you had assistants that have this kind of malady i'm i i feel like i've i've had someone like this long ago and i do think i eventually just got rid of her because it was a different time though back then it was easy to just say you know next and and put a ad out there and get them replaced pretty quick it's harder to replace people now so i'm probably gonna give a little more rope but yeah and what would suck is if the the lesson that you finally learned the the last straw being that ten thousand dollar dexa sensor yeah, that's you want it. You do want to pull the trigger before that. Yeah, but you've got kind of the other pieces, like the personality. Yeah, and and like her being a good employee. Otherwise, like you know, I, so I've first off, it, this reminds me of of uh, my days playing football, and like anytime somebody dropped some dropped a ball, uh-huh. dropped a pass, or dropped an interception or whatever. Uh-huh. Our coach always said a nickname for for that, and they'd always yell at him. Do you, do you have any guess what it was? It's a pretty typical like football coaching thing. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Stone hands. Okay. Which I, like, if you had hands made of stone, how does that make you worse at catching things? I guess the ball just bounces yeah. off of them versus having soft hands. Right. Is that kind of the deal? Yeah. But soft hands to me has a bad connotation as well. Like, oh, I've never done any work. Sure. You know, yeah. like that, that sort of stuff. Okay. So I, I I don't know. I always thought about stone hands and what stone hands meant. And I just thought of that that uh, guy from the Fantastic Four. Oh, Thing? Thing. Yeah. He's just a stone, yeah. stone body. And, uh-huh. and I've always wondered, like, yeah, is he like under, underneath the belt? Is he, uh, is he stone <laughs> down there too? Um, I, I would assume so. Yeah. So we've got Stonehand Sally over here dropping dropping things. Uh-huh. The all right. So the best assistant I've ever had, uh-huh. um, from a chairside assisting standpoint, from a provisional standpoint, uh-huh. um, from a impression making, taking whatever you're gonna call uh-huh. it, pouring up lab work, all that stuff was was a, a lady named Becky. Okay, Becky was my first assistant I had when I opened my practice. All right, she was God. Four handed dentistry with her was a just a dream. Like she passed instruments so well, like, like, so like firm and confident. And it was just, I didn't have to ask for anything. She just knew like she was three steps ahead. She was great. Mm-hmm. 
she was a damn train wreck <laughs> in every other dimension of her life. Really? She's a train wreck. Okay. She, she, she's no longer an assistant. She's now a truck driver. Oh. That's how big of a train wreck Becky was. Wow. And very sweet lady, but just, you know, those people that are just like, just down on their luck. Just bad shit always happens. I, I have to them, noticed you know? that some people just karma is slapped on both sides because they their life is just drama. Every, everything that could go wrong every time, everywhere you turn is just. Oh my gosh! How how do you? I would be afraid to leave my house every day with the, what seems to just be a magnet for for what happens to them. Right, and it seems easy to blame. Yeah somebody else or other stuff or like, oh, you know, just bad circumstances, whatever. But there's like the one common thread amongst all the bad things that keeps happening Uh to her. And it's her. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Uh Uh-huh. So at some point, like, I just, like, it wasn't worth it. You know, it was kind of like the, the, you know, girlfriend where just the, the, the sex is insane, but you just hate each other. Right, right. Um, How long did she work for you? I don't know. Three years, probably. Oh, okay. I mean, a while. And then when uh, when it ended, was it uh, she quit, or did you invite her to? Find- yeah, she she quit. It was one of those deals where it's like, well, if she's gonna be here, I'm not gonna be here, and I and I was uh-huh. like, I'm just not, I'm not playing that game. Yeah. And then then go ahead and go. And she bounced around other dental offices for a little bit, and you know now I I hear her through the grapevine because she like still refers patients to me, huh. still like her friends and stuff like yeah. that. And I was like, oh yeah, Becky's driving trucks. Yeah. Driving trucks, wow. like <laughs> now, is there anything just re- more satisfying than when you get the the notice for unemployment and you you see someone that that you fired or they quit, and a month later you see the unemployment again because the pl- next place they went to they quit or got fired, and then a month later you see their name again, so you're like, okay, it wasn't just me. It, it's she's she is a bad egg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's 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 the same thing with like. You know, you break up with a girl and then she dates somebody that you know, uh-huh. you know, maybe not your friend or whatever, but you know this person uh-huh. and they date for a while and then all of a sudden they're not together anymore and that person was like, Jesus, dude, she was nuts. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't just me, right? Exactly. It wasn't just me. I got it. Yep. But the bullet dodge for both of us on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's always a good one. Like when you realize it, it wasn't used. Like Becky's a great example of like, she didn't drop anything. She was great. But man, if I had my choice of... Someone who's really great chairside and doesn't drop anything is just killer there, uh-huh. but it's a train wreck everywhere else versus someone who like, yeah, they drop some shit, but they're great everywhere else. And like, they've got a good personality. They get along with people, patients like uh-huh. her. Dude, I-, I will take that second one. I will take what Jimmy has every day of the yeah. week. Yeah. That's, that's, that's hard to find. So everything else is probably workable. Maybe, maybe make sure the really expensive stuff is just off limits to her. Well, all right. So I was starting, you know, I, we talked about football a little uh-huh. bit. And I guess football is just on my mind because I have in the corner, I've got the Browns and the Jets game playing. Oh. Um, the- thank God Odell Beckham Jr. just scored me a touchdown in fantasy. Oh, okay. um, I was literally going to call Kevin Fryer in the morning and bitch him <laughs> out because of Odell Beckham yeah, Jr. Yeah. And we have another but he Coug just, uh, quarterback for the Jets. Luke- oh, is he a Cougar? I didn't know Luke that. Falk? Yeah. I did hear that Gardner Minshew stretches in his jockstrap in the locker room before the game. Oh. Nothing but his jockstrap. He does all his stretches and just his jockstrap. I'll be damned. Legend. Oh, unaware. Um, yes, it's a, it was a tweet that was going around. <laughs> uh, for, fortunately, it was not a media tweet. There was uh-huh. no uh, photo attached to uh-huh. it, which I do not need to no. see. Um, so I, let's go to the football route here. Okay. So do you remember uh, back in the day, 
there used to be something that wide receivers would put on their hands. Tack them. Yeah, stick them yep. is what I remember it being called. Okay. And it was like hairspray almost. And, and it just, they would just spray it on their hands. And, you know, they would like literally, you would see, you could tell the receivers that used it because when they stood at the line of scrimmage, <laughs> they had, they held their hands a certain way because they couldn't like touch their jersey uh-huh. or their helmet or anything because yeah. their hand would stick to it. Right. So they had to hold their hands really awkwardly. <laughs> uh-huh. It would be like if you had like, you know, if you were like cleaning up, it was like if you're cleaning up, your dog had an accident, you're cleaning up your dog poop uh-huh. and you got some on your hands. Like that's how they would hold their right. hands at the line of scrimmage. So you need to do some stick up, uh-huh. obviously on top of the gloves, right? So right. they put on, she puts on her gloves and then she's going to spray some stick them on. Um, she ain't going to drop anything like that. Now, I, you know, there's some, then some logistical issues when like she touches the patient napkin and rips it off of the patient. <laughs> yeah. And uh, let's hope, let's hope no patients have facial hair. That would be tough. Uh-huh. Um, but, but I think some stickum w- would help, but it also seems to me that stickum has been replaced. I don't see guys doing stickum anymore. Well, they, they allowed the, um, gloves to be worn. Yeah. They've got these gloves that are like they're all tackified. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's, they're like Spider-Man gloves. Yeah. That's how Odell Beckham Jr. to bring him up again, made that crazy catch against the Cowboys. Cause he's wearing this glove that's got, uh-huh. you know, I don't know, like 3M, adhesive shit on yeah. it and and so i think you need we need to come up with like a dental version of those gloves yeah and, and the really cool gloves they have it to where like when the white when the receivers or dbs or whoever like hold their hands a certain way uh-huh. it's got like a logo in it right? right but if they don't hold their hands that way you it's just like it you can't tell what it is yeah. but then they hold their hands a certain way and it's like oh the arizona cardinals logo yep. is, is like embedded in the finger somehow yeah we could do that. Like we could have them custom made. That would be awesome. Um, and, and and I think this will be a good a good product for us to sell along with our rose gold color crown. So we're going to trademark this one for sure. Some sort of of stickum gloves for assistance with the dropsies. Sounds perfect. I think here's what I think the the, the right answer on this is: um, if she's got a good personality and she knows her stuff, but she's just not super great chair side, and she's not your main assistant, uh-huh. like. Let's move her to a different position in the office. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's move her like to front desk, hygiene coordinator, where she only does like backup assisting, something like something that. Something less dangerous. That way, yeah, she's not going to have the trios in her hand. Yeah, yep. I think that's a good plan. Think, get her yeah. get her out of that position. Um, I, I have an assistant that is not great at instrument transfers. Okay. And part of the deal is that she gets too much stuff in her hand at one time. Yeah, and she, I do she's notice not that. good at getting rid of stuff. Yeah, she's like hoarding in her hands, and so she'll have the curing light. She'll have like the gun that has like the buildup material in yeah. it. She'll have my adhesive Viva pen from Ivoclarin. She'll have like five things in her hand, yeah. and and she doesn't have any fingers to take an instrument. So she, we actually like drew, knocked an instrument up out of my hands the other day. It was just a composite instrument, but I like like really sharp composite instruments. Okay. And it like hit the patient's nose and it like actually made the patient bleed. Oh, like shit. it didn't lacerate them. It just like made a little puncture. Wow. Um, and so get, that's a tough look. Grab the viscostat and just kind of pretend. Yeah, I put a little pressure <laughs> on it and it was, everything was fine. But it's just, a, you know, it is a tough yeah, look. I get yeah. it. Um, but yeah, so just transition them to other. No, it didn't stick in the nose like a javelin when they're thrown it. That would have been cool though. <laughs> yeah. That would have been really cool. I would have taken a picture of that. That would have been a good slide to have. <laughs> 
So just transition her to another position. Yeah. I had a, 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 an assistant like that um, who actually got way better at assisting, but is now like even better at front desk. And so she's super valuable. Oh, wow. Um, that she can, you know, she's like super versatile. She's like, uh, she's like a player that you can play in like four different positions in the NBA. Like nice. you can go big, you can go small, you know. Having her around is nice. I had a assist. My main assistant was out today. She slipped in. Um, you know, we didn't we didn't miss a beat. So very cool. I don't know. I would sort of say like, hey, we're gonna cross train you up front, and then just sort of like leave her up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like the unless the it's Derek McKee of uh, yes, exactly. Derek McKee's a great example. He's awesome. He could play everything. I, I would also like Detlef Schrempf was another great example of that. He's pretty good. Yeah. Detlef could play point. Yeah. Detlef could play shooting guard. Detlef could play small forward. And if you went like small ball lineup, uh-huh. like today, yeah. like how the Warriors play, Detlef could have been a power forward. For sure. He could have played like small ball four. Um, so like he was sort of a prototypical guy like that, that I think looking back, we've sort of, we've sort of forgotten. Yeah. So I'd say Detlef Shrimp is kind of the, the forgotten Sonic in that, uh, in that vein. Could be, could be. And this has been Detlef <laughs> Shrimp talk. <laughs> this is now a podcast devoted to Detlef Shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> who I believe was in our uh, remembering some guys show. I think so. I think so. I think we had some debt left. If I remember, um, I need to get some more. I need to get some more. Uh, I need. I'll get some football cards. There you go. And we can do that uh, from like the nineties or whatever. Okay. We can we can do that. And remember some now guys. That it's football season. <laughs> um, yeah. So just don't let her have like that stuff yeah. and transition her to a different position. To keep her around because she's got a good attitude. You don't want to get rid yeah. of the attitude because if you fire her, you get rid of her because of this, you're going to get somebody who's a bad apple. Eh? It's, just it's, just, it's just the way it works. You're going to get Becky is what's going to happen. And <laughs> Becky's going to be great chair side and then in six months she'll be driving a fucking truck. Yeah. Because she's a train wreck of a human. <laughs> Becky, if by any chance you're listening to this and I don't see any way how because I can't imagine Becky knows what a podcast is. <laughs> um, I hope you're doing well. You're an amazing chair side assistant. You just got to get your life together. Jesus. Uh, question two, Redditor Insomniac87 asks, how safe is it to remove a bracket with pliers? <laughs> Years ago, after I got my braces removed, they put a small bracket on my top two front teeth with a wire connecting them. It's been several years and the cement has broken and now the wire is poking my tongue. Dentist won't remove it or fix it. I'm about to yank this out with some needle nose pliers. Can I safely do so? Huh. Can they safely uh, take needle nose pliers sure. to these quote unquote brackets? Probably. But then you're going to have remnants of stuff left behind. <laughs> right. I, they're not going to extract a tooth. Probably not. No. I mean, unless they're really bad at this, uh, they're not going to extract a tooth. So I, I reread this question like 15 times. I, I don't think he's talking. When we read that, you and I read that, we immediately think like, Bracket brackets, like orthodontic brackets. Yeah, but I'm thinking this is just a retainer. They they bought it's it not a wire. A bra- yeah, yeah. The way that this is is when you read the actual uh-huh. like dialogue of the question, it's obvious that this is a, a permanent retainer uh-huh. between eight and nine, and one of the uh, uh, you know bondings on one of the teeth has come loose, uh-huh. and now it's bent and it's causing them problems. This is shit. I do. I don't know. I fix an old retainer. Yeah. Once a week, probably. Probably, yeah. Uh, and 99% of these are not retainers I've put on. Right. Well, what I understand is, okay, dentists won't remove it. Well, go find a different dentist. Why wouldn't you remove it? I don't it? know. Like, if it's loose and stabbing this guy, 
that isn't it more of a risk yeah. for you to not remove it? Or if it's partially debonded, okay, what kind of decay is growing underneath because you right. won't touch it? Yeah, I feel like your risk is much greater telling them that you can't for do sure. anything with it. Unless you dismiss them as a patient because of this. Yeah, yeah. So fixed retainers are such a real pain in the ass. And, and I don't know how most people do it, and I'm probably not doing it right. But when someone comes in, let's say they've got 22 through 27 uh-huh. retainer that someone else did. Yeah. Because I've, I've done a handful of these in my career. I don't do a lot of orthodontics. I do some Invisalign or whatever. Uh-huh. But I'm not doing a lot of ortho, and so I'm not doing a ton of these. So most of these that I repair are other people's. Okay. When that when that comes in, let's say it's 22 through 27, and they've knocked the cement off of 25, I take off that cement that's underneath it, I etch, prime, and bond, and put new composite there, and I bill it out as a lingual composite mm-hmm. on whatever tooth. Yeah. Because that's what I'm really right. doing. Yeah. But I, I haven't removed any decay. I don't have to numb them. It takes me probably five minutes, and that's actually even just a lingual composite, a one-surface composite, whatever fee that is, 120 bucks or whatever, uh-huh. depending on where you're at. That's still a pretty profitable seven and a half minutes. Yeah, it's like there's yeah. no occlusion to check. There's no decay to remove. No, this is that's a. It's easy for sure. You don't have to numb them. Don't. It's in and out. Don't avoid Why the low you, hanging like, fruit. This is this is easy peasy. That's a thing. This is such an easy thing to do. Yeah. And you make this guy happy. Now let's say it's bent. Uh huh. And it's you can't get it back. Whatever. Okay, cool. We're gonna take it off. Like there's a code for that. Yeah. Appliance removal. We're gonna do that. You want now? All right. You want a new one? I'll take this off, polish all out, and I'm going to send you to an orthodontist to put a new one on. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't... Why would someone refuse this? Yeah, there's got to be more to the story that they're just not sharing. There's, that's my hunch, is there's some financial part of this story that's not being disclosed. Yeah. So let's say someone that you've sent to collections. Like, let's say your sister uh-huh. called. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got, the, or she's got a retainer uh-huh. hanging off, and she owes you however much, however much uh-huh. money. Are you are you going to help them out if they owe you money for something like this? Well, no. <laughs> all right. So let's let's go. Th- let's pretend it's not okay, your sister because right. that there's a whole that, other a thing story, into then. it. Okay. Let's say it's <laughs> let's say it's it's patient. I don't know. Let's let's say that uh, let's say Detlef Shrimp is your patient, uh-huh. and he owes you seventy five hundred bucks uh-huh. for four crowns you did seven through ten, uh-huh. and he chips off part of his retainer and he wants you to fix it and he's going to pay you cash that day. Chances are you're never going to see that seventy five hundred bucks, right? Yeah, but I'm going to see the the three hundred bucks that I'm going to charge him for this five minutes, right? Yeah. So at least you're going to get something yeah. out of them. Yeah. So I would argue, like, yeah, I guess they owe you money, whatever. Uh-huh. But if they're going to pay up front for this, they're going to pay you cash before they leave, yeah. whatever, whatever. Uh-huh. Why? Why not? Why wouldn't you take the money? Yeah. At least that's three hundred dollars that's that you like you've gotten that you would have never gotten out of right. this person. Well, it's kind of like sometimes this will happen where someone owes us money and everything, and they're in there to get their teeth cleaned. And I, my front desk is trying to to not see not seat them. Well, they owe us money. Well, wait, they're going to come in and get their teeth cleaned. And their insurance is going to pay. pay us for that. And the insurance is going to pay. It's a hundred percent out of po- uh, you know nothing out of pocket for the, this person. Why am I not going to? Why would I say no? I mean, just just see them. Right. It's, it's cutting off your nose yeah, to spite your face exactly. is what it turns out being. But they're like, well, well, they owe so, us money. Well, yeah, and they're still going to owe us money, but we're going to make a couple great. hundred right now. But if you see them today uh-huh. and you keep that relationship going, uh-huh. I think you have a better chance of collecting that. The odds go up. I could be wrong. <laughs> Look at my accounts receivable. I probably am dead uh-huh. wrong on that. <laughs> but this is just one of those like, I'm going to do this every day of the week because uh-huh. it's super easy. It's going to take me a few minutes. I'm at least going to get a couple hundred bucks yeah. out of it. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, so totally. I, I like, I feel bad, but like this guy's probably not going to screw anything up if he just grabs that with the needle. He's not going to get it all off. He's going to leave resin behind, yeah. but it's probably not going to screw probably anything not. up that bad. Probably not. We'll see. <laughs> I've had to take off brackets like from abandoned ortho before, uh-huh. you know, and it's like not great. I don't love doing uh-huh. it, but they're worse off with the brackets on than they are with the brackets off. Uh-huh. <sighs> totally agree. Question three, Reddit user Magnet M asks, how are implants safe? Maybe that's not the right <laughs> emphasis for this. I'm trying to figure out the right, I'm trying to get the right read on this one. How about this one? How are implants safe? Yeah, that sounds pretty good. This is probably a different question than most here, but it was something I thought of. How can an implant be safe? I wonder this because some say a tooth infection at the root can go into your bloodstream and cause obvious problems. So when a tooth is extracted in literal metal, the implant gets integrated into the bone. Why doesn't this cause issues in terms of health? Isn't there some risk of metallic residue impacting gum health or going into the bloodstream or impacting the person in some way? Lance, how are implants safe? Well, I suggest you don't use the lead implants. <laughs> the Chinese $25 a unit. Yeah. <laughs> the, the nickel the nickel lead alloy. Prop. This I hope I so hope this person went on like the orthopedics subreddit, uh-huh. which I don't even know if there is one. How are how are uh, hip replacements safe? Uh-huh. <laughs> how are pins in the in the in in um, green stick fractures safe? Yeah, yeah. That, that always just blows my mind when people they take one little thing of science and they apply it across the board. Must be bad. The first thing I think of when I read this question is I guarantee you if I looked on this guy's iPod uh-huh. and looked at his playlist or his, or his uh, Android, whatever he has, yeah. and looked at his music playlist, uh-huh. I guarantee you 50's on there. 50 Cent <laughs> has like four bullets lodged in his neck or some shit, <laughs> okay. yeah. right? Like, uh-huh. And that shit's hot-ass lead uh-huh. that was put there that's like near an artery, near a vein, something like that. I can't get uh-huh. it. It's just in there. RZA from Wu-Tang has a bullet in his neck. Huh. Fucking still pumping out jams, bro. Yeah. 50 is still, he's on, he's he's like a, a multimedia superstar. He's on a show called Power. He's still putting out jams. Uh-huh. And this dude has hot ass lead in his neck. <laughs> he's fine. Uh-huh. It's like where this idea comes from. Like there's so many people walking around with metal somewhere in their body. Yeah. Like even like BBs from when they were kids. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's it's like people people hear that oh well metal they, they they think all metal is bad. Well, no, some, but not all. Right, and and it's reminds me when I was a kid, and and you would think like oh if I get if I get pencil lead uh-huh. stuck in my skin I'm gonna get lead poisoning. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's just the stupidest thing of all uh-huh. time. It's like this pencil lead is not the lead we're talking right. about, and. And if people can walk around like bullets in their body for their whole entire life, uh-huh. and and it's better to leave them in than it is to take them out, like it's obvious that you know, I, the body's freaking amazing, yeah, because it just encapsulates everything, yeah. you know. So, e- like even if even if you did take a lead implant, uh-huh. and I'm not saying you should do this, <laughs> but even if you did, uh-huh. I st- like I don't think anyone's gonna get blood poisoning. I don't think anyone's gonna die. Yeah, anyone's gonna have any issues. Yeah, I think you're fine. I'm curious now how many bullets 50 has. <laughs> I mean, because you think about it. I mean, we're cranking out 
a ton of implants and hip replacements and, and, you know, fracture surgeries and things. Um, I think if we're going to have problems, we'd, we'd be seeing them. Yeah. I mean, it all goes out the window when it's titanium, yeah, right? Exactly. Because biologically inert. Right. Fitty was shot nine times in the year 2000. Okay. Um, I don't know how many, I'm looking, I'm trying to see how many of those are still in him. Cause I don't think all nine of them are. I don't think all nine rounds are uh-huh. in there. Um, yeah, it doesn't say. Huh. Uh, oh, here's 14 facts you need to know about 50 Cent. Uh, oh, by the way, how how white <laughs> do I sound when I say that? Uh, it's like on a level of one to pretty ten. Pretty damn white. It's, it's nine and a half, it's, it's, right? It's up there, yeah. Um, how much did 50 Cent sell vitamin water for? 50 Cent created vitamin water? Huh. He was a partner in Glasgow. And he walked away with $60 million to $100 million when Coca-Cola bought vitamin water. Wow. Are you kidding me? Wow. That, uh... I had no earthly idea. I'm in the wrong business. Holy shit. Uh, uh, did 50 Cent get shot in the face? 50 Cent was shot nine times back in May of 2000. The rapper picked up wounds in his hand, arm, hit both legs, um, and his left cheek. The scar in his face is visible. 50 also has a mi- uh, minor slur when he speaks. It's not currently clear why he was shot. Ever some people have related the incident to his drug dealing activities. It doesn't say anything about having him um, left in. Huh. I'm, pretty I'm pretty sure. sure. I think I've heard that. That he yeah. still has bullets in his body. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got shrapnel in his tongue. Ooh. This is from Vanity Fair. All right. He still has... So part of a, a, part of a slug... He's got hot ass lead in his tongue, and dude is fun. Wow, wow, yeah. You'd think anything God. in the tongue—that's that's, that's uh, going to manifest if it's going to be a problem, right? There's like more blood supply there than anywhere. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. The the freaking body wraps everything in this in this granulation tissue. I'm, yeah. And I'm not saying you can't screw somebody up, but dude, I, even if you did an implant out of like crappier metal that wasn't uh-huh. as biologically inert, yeah. Let's check about Riza. I think Riza just has one. Oh, really? In his neck. Riza bullet in neck. Let me check that out. Um, yeah, so he got shot in 91. He was in a Bentley drop top with Jalen Rose. <laughs> Someone tried to carjack him. They didn't want to give up the car. And so he took a bullet to the neck. Yikes. And they had to leave the bullet in on his left-hand side. Wow. Holy shit. That's the that's where you pass the duchy. <laughs> From the left hand side. <laughs> that's correct. Man, how we we're talking Rizza, we're talking fifty cent here. This is like the hip hop. <laughs> this is the most hip hop this show's ever been. Uh-huh. Um let's take a look at this guy. Okay. Let's take a look at Magnet and All right. see what some All of right. his other stuff is. Speaking of metal, um, Magnet. Yeah, that's right. That's absolutely right. Um what is this? So he posted a topic in the subreddit of NoFap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and this is the description from the subreddit of NoFap. We host rebooting challenges in which participants, Fapstronauts, abstain from pornography and masturbation for a period of time. Whether your goal is casual participation in a monthly challenge. Can you do that casually? <laughs> um, sure. Uh, <laughs> As a test of self-control or whether excessive masturbation or pornography has become a problem in your life and you want to quit, 
for a longer period of time. You'll find a supportive community and plenty of resources here. Lance, I've seen this before, and it was called the Master of My Domain episode uh-huh. of Seinfeld. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> 30 years <Yep>. ago. <laughs> it has now turned into a subreddit called NoFap. <laughs> Um, he has, he wrote a post called porn has become, porn is becoming way too normalized. Porn is bad, right? You know, the effects, right? So why is it commonplace everywhere? Why does everyone act like it's normal? Like I see so many references to it everywhere. Everyone's friends group thinks it's normal. And I even saw a reference in a comedy show Uh and everyone laughs. Can you believe these comedy shows, Lance and their jokes about pornography? Assholes. Where where do I go? Where's the, where do I sign up? It's just a normal thing in society now, but isn't it bad? Aren't the effects horrifying? So why does it seem to be pushed everywhere? No one ever talks about the bad effects. It just gets talked about like this normal thing everyone does. It's unbelievable. So many people are probably addicted to PMO. I don't know what PMO stands for. I don't know either. It sounds like this person needs some (laughs) cornflakes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) If you don't know that reference, you got to look up the origin of cornflakes. And, um, oh, fuck. There was a movie about that. Um... With John Cusack and, um, hold on, I'll huh. find it. I think it's called. Was it I want to say to Road Wellsville? to Perdition. Road to, Road to Wellville. Wellsville. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah, it's Road. Yeah, Road to Wellsville. I think yeah, Matthew yeah. Broderick and and maybe Cusack. Yeah, and, like one of the Brigitte's. Okay. Brigitte Nelson, Brigitte Wilson. Sure. One of one of them. Okay. Is in sure. there. Um, Anthony Hopkins. I think. Ah, all right, all star cast. Um, yeah, well, you know, a Ish. movie about how cereal keeps you from wanting to come. Um, <laughs> How'd that work out? <laughs> <laughs> Let's back to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so many people are probably addicted to PMO and don't even know it or think it's just a normal thing. Even worse, people laugh at you if you tell them it's bad. They're all going to laugh just at act you. act like it's an okay thing to do. They're all going to laugh at you. <laughs> Um, another one in NoFap, binge PMO'd for the last three days. What is PMO? Oh, I have no idea. Let's see if I can. Pornography. Listen, I'm, I'm Googling PMO because I got to know. I got to know about the PMO. Project Management <laughs> Office is what <laughs> comes what up got. on Wikipedia. I uh, don't think that's what they're talking about. I'm just going to search for PMO porn and let's see what comes up then. I should have done this in, uh, um, Discreet mode. Oh, it, but, uh, Urban Dictionary calls it porn, masturbation, orgasm. And then him, <laughs> man, I gave up PMO for a week. And then me, sucks for you. Uh, huh. Strange. Yeah, weird. Binge PMO for last year. It's not worth it. No matter what you do, just remember it's not worth it. I felt the worst I've had. I felt in months. It just isn't worth it. Huh. No matter how enjoyable it is during it. In the end, you will feel a hundred a thousand times worse. It's simple. Take it from someone who just experienced it. No matter how much you convince yourself to do PMO, huh. I'm pretty sure uh, this is worth a scientific method, um, and I'll get back to you next week. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you how bad I feel. This is the weirdest <laughs> one. Another post. I returned to doing PMO. I've been doing no fap for a while and have achieved 90 days in the past. The benefits were there, but sometimes I had doubt. And today, any doubt that I had about doing no fap was erased. Usually, I would do MO at most twice a week. I had transitioned from my old lifestyle. However, in the past week, I don't know why, but I started to throw it all away in PMO every day this week. The results were horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the results were expected. I don't know about horrifying. I'm, I'm sure what happened was exactly what we all imagined. My guess, I low energy every day. My guess is these people have thoughts. like Catholic guilt or something. 
There's something there. They're also super into porn. <laughs> Just secretly, yeah, they're yeah, super into yeah. porn. Uh-huh. Um, huh. I learned a new word. PMO. I don't like oh, no. it. No. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it one little no. bit. I don't I, like it one little bit. I and I don't like the word fap. Yeah, that's just a weird. It's, it's not. It's it's onomatopoeia. Yeah. In a in the worst way possible. Um, I just don't like that sort of. Um, I don't yeah. know. There's not a good way to say no. it, but I feel like fapping is a bad way, and I don't like PM. Yeah, it's my new new uh, unfun word. That's a tough look. Yeah. It is a tough look. This is the thing that, like, every time... Mike Pence is a great example. All right, right? yeah. And I don't want to get political on this, but it just happens to always be, like, sort of... And, and I'm, I've am i voted Republican my entire life okay. until... Uh, on the record, I've been a Republican my entire life until 2016 when I just couldn't bring myself to vote for Trump. Right. And um, Pence, you know, is has a... Has a uh, he was governor of Indiana... Uh-huh. And has some pretty strong sort of right wing fundamentalist evangelical views, yep. and and you know there was like Larry Craig in Idaho, and all of these guys who are like super fundamentalist evangelical uh-huh. that have all these feelings about you know, it's, uh, impure thoughts are bad and it's eroding our society. They're the ones that are into the sickest shit. They're the ones that are into like the craziest, weirdest, fetish shit. There is, and they just like keep it super, like they bottle it up so hard inside uh-huh. that it manifests itself in these really weird ways. And so I just feel like if you do this PMO thing, I just feel like there's going to be some weird sequela to that that are, is going to have to do with weird, strange kinks that, hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. This isn't obviously a psychology podcast. No, no. Um, if it was, it'd but, be a very, very bad one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I feel like that's uh, like going through life saying I'm going to live my life free of that uh-huh. and whatever. I, I, I think that's a, uh, a recipe for turning into Kevin Spacey from the movie set. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's uh, probably uh, accurate. If, if you're, if any of our listeners, and I'm sure this is not true, if any of our, I'm sure no, nobody who listens to the show is living a PMO lifestyle, but if you're living a PMO lifestyle, shoot us a message and tell us about it because uh, yeah, I'm curious. I w- want to make sure you get on some sort of FBI watch list <laughs> <laughs> so that we can uh-huh. just so someone's watching out yeah. just to make sure you don't have we just want you somebody tied up. We just want you in to register someplace so we can look at the website and. It puts the lotion on the skin. <laughs> oh, Lance. Uh, I think that's going to about do it for Probably tonight. should. <laughs> I think when we hit PMO talk, it's time. <laughs> I think that's a, that's probably the, the right, right uh, way to Time to throw in the towel. <laughs> or uh, use it. Or, yes. <laughs> Why is this towel all crusty? <laughs> I broke a towel. <laughs> I dropped it and it shattered like that liquid metal Terminator after he got frozen uh-huh. with liquid nitrogen. Um, share this with your friends. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, if you, hate if them. you have a friend who's PMO, don't share this with no. them. If you have a friend who's cool and is into PMO or like just doesn't make a big deal about that, uh-huh. then I think that's kind of the, that's the sweet spot. You want... 
you want friends who don't make a big deal about it and it just like is what it uh-huh. is. Either way, you want friends who are super into it and you don't want friends who are vehemently opposed uh-huh. to it. You just want people who are just like, yeah. 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 Um, rate and review. How many stars? Big fan of five. We love five. Stepania. That's right. John Olerud. We gotta find that Seahawks number five. Uh, he's the I'm kicker. still gonna say Jim. It's the kicker. The uh, dicker? No. Myers. Uh, Meyer. Okay, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Two and zero. Oh. Hey, your Seahawks are two Woo-hoo. and zero. Oh. They beat a a, a Ben Roethlisberger less Steelers. Yeah. Um. So congratulations. Yeah. Uh, a big win against the Bengals, who are terrible, and the Steelers, who are apparently yeah, terrible. So. Yeah. Knocking out that, you're going to win the AFC West. <sighs> no, no. And the Rams. Not the, the AFC North is the division that you're going to okay. win, because you're not 2-0 in that division. Yeah. It's a shame you don't play in that division. Right. <laughs> um, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, if you're flicking through Bodpeen, flick five stars. Hit us up on the web, workinginterferences.com. Hit us up on all the social bullshit. Social bullshit. Facebook, Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, or Funny Shit for Dennis and Dental Team members. Uh, Twitter, at Winterferences. Instagram, at Winterferences. Lance can be found on Instagram, at DMD. I'm, like, kind of halfway ass back on Instagram, at JoshWastonDDS. Um, I will not, I'm not back on Facebook, so um, it's been a glorious three weeks. Um, and I think I'm going to ride that train a little bit. All right. You got a song? I do. I do. Now, before you tell me the song, you've had a trend for this uh-huh. for the song, uh-huh. and that you've been going with all summer yep. songs. So I'm going to guess what your song okay. is. The summer wind came blowing in from across the sea. Is that your it's song? It's not. No, uh-uh. Is it still summer? Are we still doing summer well, songs? Well, you'll uh, appreciate this one. Uh, it's called Summer's Gone. Yes, it is. <laughs> Except in San Antonio, it was 97 degrees. Oh, really? Today. Oh, it was pouring buckets today yeah. here in Seattle. So, summer's gone. So, who sings Summer's Gone? So, have you ever heard, uh, if I said Aberfeldy, what comes to mind? Uh, I like girls that wear Abercrombie and <laughs> Almost. Fish. Chinese food makes me well, sick. Well, it was funny. And I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer. For the summer. Aberfeldy is also a whiskey. There's this, this a okay. distillery in uh, Scotland. So, Aberfeldy, the band, is from Edinburgh. And it was named after what? After you have an, an English br- uh, a uh, well, I Scottish? don't know. You have a you have a a band from the UK. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know it's weird. Uh, one reason I so again, this was one of those where I'm I'm in the grocery store and I'm hearing this poppy little ditty and I'm like, oh, it's Shazam! And I'm like, oh, never heard of Aberfeldy. Um, so then you know, look it up. One another reason why I kind of liked them their their debut album uh, called Young Forever. It's two uh, two lions. So that's why I'm looking at that right now. I was about to say that it's from the backside, uh-huh. the male lines on top, uh, sort of, I would say doggy style, but I don't know as if that's appropriate. We're going to call it lion style. In this PMO uh-huh. world. Yeah. Th- this is the, the, the female line is like literally laying uh-huh. down. So, so they're not on all, it's not really all four. No. So uh, it's technically not doggy. No, style. She's just, so now we're going to call that lion yeah. style. She's saying, just get it done. <laughs> Doesn't really show anything though. Not really. Yeah, it took me a while it's to just see a what lot it was, of lions. and then I'm like, "Oh yeah. wait, that's two lions." Fuck yeah, <laughs> when I when I googled this and did image search, I was trying to get a picture of the dudes, and it was just the first picture is just two lions <laughs> having sex. Yeah, yeah, it looks like the band has uh, it has six people in it. Uh huh. It has four of the most English guys you've ever seen. Uh-huh. I mean, these are or Scott, whatever, yeah. like. 
These guys are definitely from that white bread inbred <laughs> island known as <laughs> as the Empire. So no offense, uh, Alan Petermutt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys know what, what it's about. <laughs> Class two, all of these people. No one has a chin. Uh, they all have brooding faces. And, but there's two... Somewhat attractive women uh-huh. in, in, in the yeah. band. One of them kind of has a little Taylor Swift vibe to yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, I go with that. Just like in her look, she's got a little Taylor Swift look uh-huh. going on. The other one has a little like, um, like I don't know, like slight Sarah Michelle Geller, maybe like a slightly uglier Sarah Sarah Michelle Geller. Sure. Um, interesting, like these these four just British dweebs, <laughs> and these two like kind of hot uh-huh. chicks. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, so I figured this is the last uh, episode before it's become officially fall. So, so okay, so are you doing fall songs next? Um, we'll see. Because I feel like there's not as many. I, it's it's going to be a, a tougher uh, selection to do that. It's like every week for the next three months is going to be, and uh, it's a monster yeah, match. It'll be a, like uh, the mamas and papas. <laughs> <laughs> All the leaves are brown. <laughs> oh man, I promise. Going to be a tough. I promise one. not you, to. You. You tried to find songs about fall. Ugh. Hold my beer. Challenge um, accepted. Stop. Oh, it's just that's why you're going to stick with British people because it's f- always perpetually autumn in Pretty in uh, in the UK. It seems <laughs> yeah. like so. Just More like or less, right down your alley. More or less, it's right down your alley. So uh, enjoy. Summer's gone by Aberfelty. For Lance Timmerman, I'm Josh Austin. Peace. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Well, we get along. Yeah, we really do. And there's nothing wrong. But what I feel for you. Say to you.
Let's go.